0: Hi, welcome to a very special episode of Cloud and Clear. I've been waiting to get this leader on the podcast for such a long time because of everything going on in North Central, so new, so exciting. Please welcome Stacey Meager, the managing director of North Central for Google Cloud.
1: Thanks, Tony, for having me. Thrilled Thank to be you, here. Honey.
0: Yeah. And I know it's no. taken a
1: long time for us to get to here. <laughs> it feels like an eternity with everything that's gone on at this point.
0: Well, as you said, you know, a month after you started, everything went on lockdown so yeah we haven't even met in person i haven't been out there so right. it's been it's been um a crazy way to start i think a brand new chapter in your career certainly wow but you know like like we were talking before uh, the recording started is you know we're seeing traction we're 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 investing in headcount there and you're seeing tremendous results in a very short amount of time so i can't wait to talk about all of that yes um but so before we get there, I always like to uh, spend some time talking about the guest, my guest. Um, I'd love to hear about your career story, um, your career trajectory. Uh, we always h- love to highlight you know amazing uh, female leadership in tech as well, because I think that's you know um, uh, something we haven't been very good at as an industry. Uh, but we're seeing like obviously even within InSAda, some tremendous leadership in place now and i think we're doing a better job but um anything along those lines but i think your career is just super super interesting so yeah well
1: it's been a fascinating journey right like um so when i really think about it you know i spent 25 years at microsoft before i came to google and uh in those 25 years at microsoft i started when uh windows 95 launched and it was like i was probably like a month and a half i joined and they were launching it in august and uh and um, you know, I was just you know, kid of my life, and during this time, moved to Seattle, and I'm like, I think this thing is bigger than I think this thing is, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was. So, you know, I journeyed through that company through three CEOs, um, and uh, you know, starting with '95 all the way to Windows NT when we said, hey, we're ready for the enterprise. And we we had a lot of work to do there at Microsoft. So, so I moved six times with my career, my journey. Uh, and most of it was about going to build a new marketplace, right? So, you know, I spent time in Seattle and we were building out the channels and it was all competitive recruitment. We were going after Novell at the time and then the Internet happened and everything went crazy over there. And then I went to Silicon Valley and it was all about competitive channels and then building out that marketplace in Silicon Valley. And I spent eight years there during the boom and the bomb. and. Uh, which was incredible to experience what you have to change from a sales culture to actually go after a marketplace that no longer has people in it, right? Because when the valley imploded, people just dissipated and they left the valley. Um, So that was an incredible experience. And then they asked me if I would go to, and and I, you know, at that time also, just as a female leader, I had my second child and I'm like, I got to get closer to my family. And And they said, hey, listen, you got an opportunity to go out to run kind of a similar business, or you could go start this vertical thing with us around retail. And so I had an exciting opportunity to do something that seemed smaller, but actually became very big for Microsoft in retail. And then I had the opportunity to run the Midwest business. I always feel like I kind of centered back into the Midwest region, and I ran the business and picked that up right in the middle of the downturn of you know what happened in two thousand eight. So again, you're sitting in a situation where you're like, oh my gosh, we got to build something completely new um, because what we're trying to sell out is not going to work in this environment, and so. It was my first and early inception into the cloud, and what I loved about that was, you know, like you have to like build it from scratch. You're trying to teach people what cloud means um, in an environment that was, um, you know, manufacturing and healthcare and you know retail and these traditional accounts in this region. Um, and then I got to go to Canada, which was fun, right? So oh, I, cool. I started in Canada in '12. Um, we had built this massive business, uh, and my team, phenomenal team. Uh, in the region and built this massive business uh, of the cloud. And they said, Hey, listen, can you go take Canada on and figure it out there? Because Canada couldn't go to the cloud, supposedly. Right. Right. And so, with banks and telcos and partners, and you, how do you shape this thing to actually make it run? And so, that was a phenomenal experience. And then I got to come back and run the regions and uh, Central Region and North Central Region. But for me, it's always been about I love the challenge <laughs> and I love the build. And um, when I kind of reflect upon it and I was looking into my career, um, I'm like, you know, what am I going to do next? It had to be something that was, it needed work and it needed to be built. And, you know, you had some good foundation around the people that were leading it. And, um, and Google uh, called and, uh, and I got to talk to a few people and really made the quick decision to come.
0: That cohort from Microsoft, that the core, so many of the core uh, leaders that are a huge part of Google's enterprise team now at the leadership level are amazing, and I love how Google's gone and gotten sort of the the, the best from wherever they could and built a nice composite team, including you know a bunch of people, um, great great leaders from Microsoft. Uh, I want to go back to what you said about starting your career at Microsoft at the mm-hmm. launch of Windows ninety five. Mm-hmm. That's like starting at Apple when the iPhone came out
1: yeah was crazy i, I mean, uh
0: that level of frenzy lines out the door excitement transformational technology i mean so many people that work for you and i probably don't remember that but that was an amazing time
1: we had one uh at microsoft there was a we had we had this learning session we called it mgx so they call it ready now but
0: yeah um it was that. in
1: toronto and i uh, since i was just joined i went to visit my family in rochester new york because that's where i grew up and um took a bus up through the border to go to this conference right and um as i'm crossing the border i said to the, you know the, the border guy says you know hey he's like what are you up here for and i said well i'm going to a microsoft conference uh in toronto for you know for our company and he goes are you really gonna launch windows 95 on august 20th <laughs> the border guy and i went I think this is bigger than I think it is. You know, you just don't know how big it is. But it was it was super fun. It's anytime you see those curves of inception in an industry, it's like something that moves it and then something that moves again and what clouds done for industry and now what machine learning and AI is doing for the industry, it's it's just you know that you're on the cusp of something so new that um, you have an opportunity to actually just transform companies in yeah. a way that you've never had before. No, I
0: mean, what, what Windows 95 did for PCs is what right. iPhone did for phones. I mean, mm-hmm. the yeah. app ecosystem, the standardization, like the the new bar, like market share, all sorts of things were like to take a very similar path. And look, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, up until a year and a half ago, we, we had a, a successful boutique Microsoft cloud business so yes. I've fond memories of mm-hmm. working with Microsoft for literally you know 19 years or 18 and a half years and really the last 10 uh, very focused on the cloud with great relationships tons of admiration for uh, what Satya has done and and that whole leadership team it was a big part of my the business and, and really my upbringing
1: it was an incredible company. It's an, It's still an incredible company. It's a. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have some of my greatest friends that I've worked with over years that have moved around that company. Um, it, it's you know, and Satya is a super leader. It's an incredible company. Incredible. So it was a very. It was a difficult decision to leave. People have asked me often why I I did, and um, it was about the build. Um, super impressive leadership, right? Like if you think about what Thomas Kurian. Has done and what he's built over the past couple of years. I, you know, I when I I ran the North Central region of the U.S. for many years, and Google would show up in the strangest places, <laughs> like like oh, they're nowhere, they're nowhere, and then suddenly they're yeah. going to rebuild Target, and you're like, where did right. that come from? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or you know, suddenly there's this partnership that forms with Mayo. you're like Uh, how did they how did they do that and so when when i got the phone call you know the biggest thing that i started researching out was the people i'm like okay what's going on how are they investing what are they investing in and i spent so much time in my own bubble uh that i didn't really pay attention to it and then as i look through the assets they have i'm like gosh if you could actually pull together alphabet and google and google cloud and all the pieces there's no one else out there that could actually transform a customer digitally, which is where, and digital is, I guess, overused, but in a way with data and in a way with speed, no one else can do that as fast as Google could. It's just, they have to, Google just needs some enterprise discipline, right? Like it needs needs those pieces inside of it. And um, what an opportunity to go build something with a bunch of people that you have a lot of respect for in the industry. Um, put the pieces together, which is kind of my system's brain goes, so put the pieces together and then take some of my experience of running enterprise for so many years and actually bring it to the table. And so, um, you know, after meeting with Kirsten and Hamadou and the team, it just became almost like an exciting no brainer. Like I was yeah. so, it just was so exciting about the opportunity to go build it that um, they said, Hey, listen, come to this region. It needs a bunch of help." and we're putting a lot of resources into it, come do it. And I was like, the answer is yes.
0: Yeah, and just even in those two leaders, you're talking about like Microsoft, Red Hat, Oracle, just like that combination of amazing leadership at the global level or uh, the super regional level, I guess, for Kirsten. But, um, you know, I think what's interesting is if you look at North Central and we've been, you know, selling with Google for 14 years and we've seen the evolution of, not only the products, the go-to-market, but also the, the maturation of, of, of territories and regions. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're now selling in one of Microsoft's or other cloud providers' biggest territories and most successful regions.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know that because you built it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and for, for, for Google, it hasn't been as uh, big per se. And I, you know, I have my own thoughts around as to why, but um, it's been underserved by both Google and by its partners, frankly. And I think that's, uh, that's why you're there and, and, and Lila and Deb and, and um, you know, that, that's changing quickly. But you signed up for something quite, quite difficult because
1: okay.
0: selling as the incumbent, very, very different than how, what we're doing every day at SADA2 across US and Canada, which is you're never the incumbent.
1: I think that's why it was such a big opportunity because at the end of the day we can say microsoft and amazon and i have a great partner in crime roshni joshi who runs engineering for for the region um and she came actually from amazon so she spent some time at emc and came from amazon and so you got her that was running amazon you got me that was running microsoft at the time but in in people would say in the region sometimes you get you get like do they own it and the fact is Microsoft and Amazon doesn't own it. Um, and in most of these cases, we have traditional customers that live, that are in the region. They've formed strong trusted partnerships with vendors and partners in the cloud, um, but they're all looking at opportunity to do things that are faster and speedier. Um, and while they are moving their infrastructure, and in some cases there were some really, really big wins there, digitally transforming how they work with customers and particularly in this pandemic, in this environment, has forced them to do things in such a rapid pace that they never had to do before, um, that the game is wide open. I think you know I, I don't want to say that there's room for three of us. I always hate to be number three, but um, the fact is, is there's plenty of playing field on how people are transforming their businesses, and Google has a unique perspective of not locking them in, uh, making sure that they have choice. Uh, thinking about the world in true hybrid, what we've done with some of our announcements with, you know, I think BQ is an omni is just oh fascinating, God. right? Yep. Um, it's the dream that people have, which is how do I work with clouds across data? And uh, Google's pushing their way forcefully into that um, and making sure that they have choice. And they're not charged these fees and these egress fees from their competitors that, that we're a partner, you know, that we we need to be somewhat you know for right for the customers partnering with in a in a you know a different type of way so um so there's plenty of playing field in this region but this region is also about trust and it's about relationship and so we've spent a lot of time over the past test gosh year and a half hiring people i think the us has hired what two thousand people a thousand people right, yeah. my region has gone from you know i think 30 people at one time to like over 250 right so you're talking about just a massive hiring of people for this region and leadership and you've got to put them local like they have to be part of minnesota's culture you have to be part of you know what's happening in indianapolis um and because they're you know they're they're people that your kids go to school with and they're people that you know transfer from one company to another company so that those relationships are super bound and super tight and when you start to win with one company you win across regions and it starts to propel itself um, uh, in this area in particular and quite candidly they just didn't know how to partner with google uh, in a way they couldn't figure out what Google's purpose was to them, and that's right. our team's job, is to help them figure out how we can really help them transform within their businesses and industries.
0: So Google, I think, uh, historically has been obviously, you know, very big in the West, very big in tech and digital natives, et cetera. Um, we've seen over the last year, year and a half, actually pretty significant shift as we've started going hyper-regional focused, hyper-local focused. We've seen a big, you know. Yeah, stuff starts in the west, but then immediately goes to the east and then south central, Canada, North Central. Um, we're seeing um reports that say, hey, you know, the East core business is now on fire, or like South, you know, uh Southwest is, is as interesting as North, you know, um as this Bay Area. So we've seen this sort of over time the adoption of 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 Google Cloud. Um Kind of, you know, penetrate these tradi- more traditional markets, and so I'd like to have, you know, hear your view on on what it what it takes to win in the traditional enterprise with traditional com- companies that are not digital natives, they're not ISVs. What is it going to take?
1: Well, uh, gosh, it's it's such a it's such a broad question, but it does come down to basic enterprise things. Right. If you think about its relationships, it's about having the right leadership and point of view. You have to have industry point of view right? when I first this is manufacturing, retail, agriculture, cpg That's the land in which we live in in this space. Right. So if you're not coming in with a point of view um, in partnership, In agriculture, and your competitors are, you're not going to win, right? Because they're looking for you to help them take them on this innovative journey. Um, And that's why the partnerships across Google are super important. You know, we formed when I first got here, I'm like, okay, I know that Microsoft has this thing over here for farmers. What's the thing that we have? And what was crazy about it is we have it sitting right over there in Google X. You know, we formed some great partnerships with Elliot and his team over there. And he's got robotics and precision. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, there you are. I'm like, OK, so if I can just put Google in th- together with what we're doing and the great platforms and partnerships that Thomas and team have formed, you've got to have the partnerships with the partners, with the ISVs. You need to be partnering with some of the biggest players in the industry, like an SAP and Oracle or Salesforce. Those things just need to be like table stakes in partnering in the enterprise. And you can see what he's done there. So between the industry points of view of what Google can bring, plus those partnerships coming on board, um, and then you do make sure you have a services organization, but don't 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 kill your partners. Make sure that you are in the right spaces for that. Make sure that you have the right support and customer success. And you you know you're piling on the engineering organization to make sure that you can show them how to get things done quickly. Those are the things that actually make the foundation of the business and. And um, now that we're in the position that we're in, and I think it's just amazing even what's happened over the past, you know, eight months since I've been here, we have such a great platform and such great partnerships forming that customers have, are, are kind of waking up to, gosh, I was wondering when you were going to show up here. Yeah, you know, you walk in yeah, like, I had like three meetings last week and they're like. That was what I was looking for. Right. And it's uh, it's really, you know, rewarding to see the relationships that the teams are building and the conversations that they're having, which are conversations that are so deeply rich in transformation that were different than what I was doing prior. Um, You're talking CMO, CEO you know, you know, chief data officer relationships in the CIO needs to be part of that game with them. Yeah. And so um, it's fun to watch and see the teams really break through those relationships and really start to work out the work streams that will take the customers forward. And with that, you're going to win the data centers. And with that, you're going to win the trust for the big deals. Uh, and that's what's happening here. Right I now. think
0: the biggest transformation in thinking um that thomas uh, and rob and kirsten and others have brought to google cloud because you know there's still very prevalent pieces of the overall google dna in google cloud right the biggest thing that they brought is this sort of realization that the best technology doesn't automatically win in the enterprise sure consumer tech when switching costs are nothing yeah, you know, if, you know, TikTok's better than Instagram, they're like, yeah, I'm going to switch to TikTok. Like, I'm just going to yeah. use that, right? Like, the switching costs are relatively small. Or Google Maps is the best maps. Like, nobody's going to use maps, MapQuest, and it's all we have to worry about is making the tech the best. Uh, but it's all those other things you've been describing um, that are so important because, you know, an enterprise making a five- or ten-year bet that's massive, it doesn't even almost matter that much. Like, if you're slightly more performant today, they're like, I'm betting on you doing that for the next ten years. Right. What assurances are you going to provide? Like, how much confidence do I have? You care about my industry, etc. And I think not until Thomas Kurian came along, we started to see these composite deals—the public ones, you know, the Saber or Activision. Like, these are not about feeds and speeds and data centers. Okay. These are like we're going to revolutionize gaming and and you know stream stuff on YouTube with Activision. We're going to completely transform the travel booking experience starting at Google.com for, you know, for Sabre. So um, prior to Tom's Korean, bringing those pieces of Google Alphabet into the enterprise pursuit was a very challenging task.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. And even some of the early re- conversations that I had are like, hey, listen, you guys haven't been super fun to partner with. And inside of Google, they're like. Help me understand. And then in and, and it's like we can go after this enterprise together. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're you have to be part of me to be a, you know, to, to partner in a way that's differentiating. And and those conversations with inside Google are happening everywhere right now. Inside between Alphabet and Google is is tremendous. You know, you know, when you're talking to like energy companies and you know, DeepMind has this, you know, wind. Trading optimization platform, you're like, where did that come from? And how do I get it in front of my customers? How do, how do I and charge for it?
0: you? How do I charge for it? How do I? <laughs> and,
1: then, and then we think monetization, right? Like, because our heads, like enterprise people always go, We can make a fortune off that. And right. the customers will save so much money. And wow, when those two things fit together, it's just beautiful. Yeah. But I think that's the, the general awareness that we spent in the pandemics, you know, made things more challenging. But we, we've spent um, a lot of time just getting our point of view across to our customer. Um, it's like, hey, here's why we're here and here's how we can help. And here's how we think in your industry, how things are changing. Um, and um, and that be- creates a really fascinating conversation and relationship. Um, and, you know, the other thing that's really interesting about what you brought up is it is different, right? Like <laughs> I always joke with Oliver my my peer, I always say, you know, you keep selling, you keep doing what you're doing, and I and I, I got to go sell the people to make cheese, and and I and I sell the people <laughs> to, to build tractors, and and I'll feed the planet, yeah, and yeah. you and I energize.
0: Deals like, with like Palo Alto and stuff. You're like, yeah, oh, you're I'm nothing. like, I'm <laughs> like,
1: it's not digital native land that we do have. Twitter,
0: Twitter. Twitter, you're selling to, you know, John Deere or whatever. That's you know, right.
1: That's right. But, but it's, it's the, it's, it's how we come in partnership to them and then feeling secure in the fact that we know enterprise, Like, do you understand that if this thing goes down, you know, I can't build bulldozers and the world will shut me down. Um, That is that is um, the level of trust they need to get to with us, which they're getting to. And then when they see the speed in which we can innovate with them, that changes their complete mindset. It's like, okay, that's just table stakes. This is where I need to be. So that's it's been fun, particularly with the industry solutions that Thomas has been pushing so far forward with, you know. Mm -hmm around digital pathology, around what we're doing with pr- predictive maintenance and or worker safety and supply chain analytics, those conversations are very, very rich. Um, and um, we have a ton of product and technology and asset to just go in there and do things very quickly for our customer, which really changes the game.
0: What I love about uh, the Google Cloud um, just the implementations and the pursuits, et cetera, is that. And I remember doing this at Microsoft for many years. Uh, There was times where people bought Microsoft technology, or I could say the same about AWS, and they implemented it, and it changed nothing about the organization. Mm -hmm. I think it's impossible to implement Google Cloud or Workspace or GCP or anything and not change.
1: That's right. It's it's interesting, <laughs> you know, when you think about some of the things that surprise you the most, you know, I lived, like, remember, I lived in this world in which, you know, you didn't really go to Google products, right? You kind of, you know, I think I pressed the button when I, in my orientation, it was one of the last classes in orientation before I sat in this chair, right? Yeah. I think it was a month uh, before pandemic happened, but, um, you know, they said, do you want to change your browser to Chrome? And I went. Yes. <laughs> for the first time in my life. And um, and it was crazy because there were things about Google I just didn't know. I, I didn't oh, yeah. I didn't know. No, um, when you
0: work for Microsoft, and Satya made it a little more open, obviously, but pretty, right. like you can use Google search, you couldn't yep. use any other browser. It was, you know, iPhones ripped out of your hands. Like they made it very difficult to understand the rival, actually. Right. Not the best. No,
1: so there's a couple of things that happen. It's like people go, what surprised you? First of all, I think, first of all, you talked about it. The engineers here are just incredibly bright, like, and they're, mm-hmm. and they're super built on Google's passion and Googliness and thinking 10X and, you know, it's in yeah. respecting the user. So you have this core foundation of culture that's just innate within the company. And then and there's just tremendous passion of innovation. So the engineers here are crazy um, smart. Um, and then, and then the first thing that came out in the meeting was Google's focus on security, and they talked about respecting the user. And I'm like, you know, I used to tell stories about Google that they, you know, they're going to try to take your data, they're going to try to do this, and it is absolutely fundamentally wrong. Um, in the in the um, just the amount of work the company puts into, and the amount of R and D put into making sure that your information is so protected. Um, And that your security security is deep and, you know, layered and rich to protect the user is mind boggling. Um, And then it's
0: It's existential for Google. Like they can't have anything, but like they're the biggest target of every hacker organization on the planet. There is no (laughs) bigger target in the world. Like, so they better have. have, you know, the best security posture of any of any cloud provider.
1: Well, that's it, right? You can't run these billion dollar billion user businesses, you know, nine of them very successfully and have people's information being taken from them. so um and so the the amount of time and energy and resource spent on that. and then plus you add the the fact that we have what forty percent of the world's internet traffic running through our fiber um and growing and, we'll, and the pandemic numbers have changed obviously to make it even larger, yeah. Um, you- it that's that's the type of stuff that enter so we've been running enterprise in this company for years. Like it that's what we've done. And and the ability to take all that technology and actually bring that forward to our customers, it's almost like when they kind of connect dot plus dot, they go, yeah. I just did not know that. I just didn't I didn't think of it that way. And so yeah.
0: Google we've got, services have been running containerized for like 10, 15 years, right? Kubernetes like
1: and pass it to open source, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's yeah. It's, it's an incredible amount of richness and assets that enterprises have looked for for a long time. And they form partnerships to try to get to it. And some of those work and some of those are missing pieces. And that's where I think we come into play. Um, and then I think, you know, you topple it with um, just this amazing culture. on. T- it is just, um, you know, particularly even in this pandemic.
0: You Especially know, right? in the pandemic, I think. Especially in the pandemic.
1: Yeah, I I remember I, you know, I, I've been here for a glorious month and um, it was like a little over a month and I had done my, my traditional stuff, right? Like the week before I was on the road with one of my, um, my managers, we were floating around Michigan visiting customers. Then they went to Indianapolis, got off a plane Monday morning. We did some people conversations around like who our talent is and what we need to do with them to keep developing them. And then I get a call from Janet, it's like Tuesday or Wednesday of that week that says, hey, listen, it looks like we're going to close our offices. And I'm like, really? You think we're going to do that? She's like, Stacey, I think this is super serious. And she goes, we're going to close our offices. I need you to know. And since I run like two, you know, 10, I'm like, oh my gosh. So the first thing I do is actually call my parents. The first thing you think is like, how do we make sure everybody's safe, right? That's the number one goal. I called my parents. I said, "Mom and Dad, don't stay in the house because because if they're they're going to be that serious, you need to stay in the house because they have some, you know, older issues." And um, we, Google just went straight on to the people. It's like, "How do we make you feel yeah. comfortable? How do we make you safe? Let's make sure that you're in a good space. Let's make sure that you have the work, the things that you need to work at home." It's just just so thinking about their people. Yeah. Um, and then it was, "How do we help our customers? Don't sell them." Don't don't sell.
0: Serve you not know. sell. That was like a famous speech now. Like it's going to go down in history as like a famous speech that Kristen Cliphouse gave. Serve okay. not sell. Yeah. Serve
1: not sell. Serve not sell. And so you have all these new people that are spearing, in some cases, Google for the first time. 60% of my organization came in, you know, and have never seen me in person or their manager in person. And so it's really about how do you put your arms around your people? How do you put your arms around your customers? And actually just help. And um, I think that was, you know, an area where we, uh, you know, Google did a really good job both for small businesses well, and for customers, and um, it allowed us to put our name on a map a bit more of, hey, Google's here to help. More so, um, it created challenges, but it did, um, it did help. Uh, it did help. And, and who thought we'd still be here? I,
0: well, look, it's one of those things that. Um has a big influence on on the partner ecosystem and the community too. Like we we look at Google's posture and behavior and modeling. And we, especially at Sada, because this is all we do, we we just, you know, read the tea leaves and we kind of mimic that behavior. So it's a great um uh principle to have and a great benefit to have like we know how to behave. Yeah, our culture is already pretty well groomed, but like if Google's doing it this way, then we should think about that too, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's a great comfort to be, to be so aligned and, and great to have that beacon to kind of aspire to, um, which I think is a great segue to um, what I want to talk about. Because as you said, like, from a Google presence standpoint, North Central has been underserved. But I think it has also been underserved by the partner community. And I think there's some mm-hmm. historical reasons for that. Uh, there was a period where um, North Central region uh, was fondly known as the partner graveyard. Um, <laughs> if you' want to hear about that one day, I'll tell you why, but I
1: think I got an earful from a lot of you when I first got here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, obviously you've heard um, the partner graveyard. you have to be around for like a decade to, to, as a partner to kind of know the full history but mm-hmm. but I think that's obviously changing and and we can you know wait to you know reinvest and we have Courtney Graham in market, but also the people she's brought on. and some of our top engineering talent is based in Chicago and surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but that begs the question, what do you need from partners? Because there's lots of parts of the value chain, like where do you need partners to show up and, and how?
1: Gosh, this is a great question. Um, so first of all, you know, I I, <laughs> I heard a lot, you know, when I got on board, like about how we partnered with partners or where we, where we played. And, you know, listen, partners have an opportunity to invest wherever they want to invest it's like so your your our ability to get partners to come to this region is about us also creating the demands of why you should should you hire an engineer in Chicago should you hire an engineer in, in Indianapolis or should you hire an engineer in Silicon Valley and so we have to do twice as much work four times as much work to make sure that partners know that if they put their money in this region that it's worth their time Um, And so a lot of the early stage work that we did, I think when I first got here, I looked at my calendars, like, why have I accomplished? Um, When I first got here, we spent like, (laughs) I I must have had like 25 customer partner or partner meetings just to listen to why they weren't investing here or what had happened and what we needed to do to build the region and give them a point of view around what we were going to do. Um, and it instilled some confidence, I think, in some of the partners to say, okay, maybe I should put my, but it sounds like something's going to be different here. Um, so, uh, what do we need? Uh, we need uh, strong leaders and technical talent and relationships. Um, we need partners that are going to come in with a very strong point of view. Um, and we need you in early. Um, so, we're forming these relationships with customers that, in some cases, because the partners weren't investing in here, they were um, investing in other places, may not know the partners that we think are our best partners, right? That's right? right. So, so it's, it's getting you in early uh, and often is going to be uh, a big, big key here. We also need some local partners that have local relationships. Mm. Um, and there are in these regions, if you look in these states, there's particular partners that sit in these areas that have very long standing relationships So our ability to invest in making sure that they understand Google and why they should care to partner with us is very important. And so we're spending a lot of time on that. I just recently hired a partner leader, uh, Deborah Sickenhorn, to come on board. Um, And she's um, forming this amazing team of partner leaders that are helping uh, this region really amplify uh, the partner relationships that we need to have. You know, we've made a lot of investment as well in some of the largest GSIs. You know, there's a ton of them in this region that work with these traditional customers. And so getting them to understand why Google is different and what we can do and speed with them is, is super, super critical. Um, so I would say, um, you know, I think my message out there is the business is growing pretty rapidly. It's a good time to invest in this yeah. area. Um, yeah. But don't let us, don't let us, try to run the thing alone first right we should yeah we should always have a partner with us at the front of the gate um and um maybe, yeah at the front of the gate so it's hard to
0: explain later like you can't be like on stage 3 you'd be like meet meet sada customers. you be like oh. who are guys <laughs> that's
1: right that's right and i think that's starting to work uh we're yeah. starting to see some some of the business really pick up It's starting to work uh pretty effectively uh and uh, you know, I want to turn around. I, I think one of the biggest things that always broke my heart when I first got here was we have a great practice. I had some partners that actually work here in this region that spend all their time in everybody else's region. Yeah, so true. I have to make sure that I am uh, so much more interesting than Oliver and Michael, yeah. right? That's my, my job is um, to make it more interesting. But,
0: but part, of, um, part of it is uh, putting dedicated resources Uh, Mm -hmm. that are going to live and die by the success of North Central as a partner, which is something we've done. And we really do look at each region uh, independently. And we have for the last couple of years, as you know, as Google became more enterprise, like it was okay for me not to have presence in Florida when Google didn't be there. Yes, that's That's right. Right. same thing with wherever, Detroit, um, um, Indianapolis. But but when Google started to show up, we're like, well, we have to show up, too. It's going to be really awkward to not have presence there and to be taken seriously. And then what was really evident to us really, trace, you know, going back to three, four years is what you described about the local market yeah. uh, aspect. Like people in Chicago don't want to be sold to out of Austin. They There's don't. no way. And I think the biggest um People in
1: Wisconsin these, don't want to be sold by people in Chicago. Let's no, be even clear. <laughs> it's even that deep,
0: right? Uh, the, the, the biggest hurdle, uh, like I think... The biggest test, I would say, and I think North Central is going to be a great test because I think the opportunities there is going to be amazing and it's underserved. We have a great opportunity to to, to stand stand out and deliver a big part of your number and mm-hmm. and uh, Lila's number. But um, has been you know Canada has been interesting because mm-hmm. um, we were told like, do you guys are um, you know U.S. LA company? There's no way you know you're gonna hear and kind of fake it and pretend like and think that Canada's a 51st state and blah, blah, blah. And we're are like, no, we're not gonna do that. Like we're gonna set up a Canadian entity and hire local resources. Yeah. And, and then look, look fast forward a year, we had two people in Canada, now they have like 24. And I think we're, you know, making a huge impact market share wise, but that is what's gonna take in every territory. That's right. The dedicated headcount, uh, the focused, you know, uh, leadership, and uh, and I think we, we will bring the unique value proposition that we've proven and learned in the West and the East and other territories and bring it to North Central. That's the other thing that we're seeing resonate because the first sort of partner commit deal for GCP was literally just a little over three years ago. It was at Reltio with oh, Thomas Durant. Yeah. Um, I just had uh, Manish who's now the founder and now the no longer the CEO but the the CTO at RealTO on on the podcast and we were, were reminiscing about how mu- how far we've come in 3 years but imagine that 3 years was the first ever partner commit on the planet
1: that's such a crazy
0: and now they just recommitted for you know now they're an enterprise no longer corp which Thomas Grant you know upset about he has a few of those saw, <laughs> yeah now they're you know it's a 25 million dollar commit etc and and then we took it to Canada, and then I think literally last December was the first ever Canadian commit
1: yeah.
0: done with a partner. So um, taking everything we we learned from like the fast moving you know Maverick West to more traditional industry uh, territories, um, there's some benefit to that, and and that's going to be what we kind of chisel away at as we build our credibility and earn our keep in, in North Central over time.
1: Listen, I mean it's 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 fascinating, right? So. You know, I know we talk about uh, digital native and traditional customers, you know, um, the the ability to innovate and move fast um, in your experience that you've had in the West Coast totally translates into these traditional customers in this region, because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for speed and agility. um, It probably more so than they ever have. I mean, what's happened with this pandemic to force them into a situation where they've got to change rapidly. I mean, everything's gone mobile. You're like, you know, how do you change? I mean, grocery stores have been hit crazy, right? If you think about what they have right. to do just overnight to think about voice-enabled technologies and how they deliver and how they think about their supply chains or demand forecasting that moves. Like, you no, know, everyone knew there was a holiday and it happened over here. This is very different. Um, those uh, those experiences that you bring to the table uh, to partner with them in that speed of imagination. And in some cases we're like, we've never been able to do that. So how can we do that? Um, And so it's the ability to kind of get in there, show them what can be done. And that's the wow factor of it. You know, we were, I was on with, um, you know, one of our financial services organizations, you know, just around how they process loans and in their, and, you know, just with, you know, the work that we've done with Document AI, the work that we've done with Lending AI, they cannot even believe how fast we can go through just documents that take yeah, them weeks and, weeks and weeks to process. And so it's that reimagination for some of these companies in their head because they've done some hard work yeah. in some cases, not everybody. You yeah. know, they're like, OK, I'm moving some of this infrastructure and taking out some of these costs. Um, but it hasn't gotten me fully digital it's it's helped me reduce my cost but I'm not getting myself to a point where I can digitally handle what I need to do with customers that yeah. some tech native will figure out in my industry if I don't watch it 100%. So,
0: exactly what we learned there is extremely relevant because the, for every one of them there's a hundred of the tech natives trying to completely <laughs> disrupt their industry so I, but you, you know yeah you have to approach it with, I think the technical confidence in past performance, but but also the openness and the humility in the enterprise to say, I have to talk to you in your language. You know, right. like, I may not know everything about you just because mm-hmm. I did this, to, you know, somewhere else doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And I mm-hmm. think um, that humility also sometimes I think has been missing. But together with Google and this new enterprise leadership, I think we just you know. It, 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 it's no longer like I'll oh, put the engineers together my engineers and yours and we're gonna win the deal no it's like a lot more than that um but i think this is a, a tremendous time i actually think we're more um purpose-driven than ever because of the pandemic because we know what we can do to not only make sure these traditional enterprises survive but thrive yes. in this new world and those like Target and others who figured out how to use their sort of um built-in assets and competitive advantage, whether it's infrastructure or distribution or customers, and then add some of those capabilities that users, you know, customers crave from digital natives, uh, it's, it's tremendous. You know, Best Buy's Buy done a really good job. Target's done a good job. Kohl's has done a good job. Um, but I think what we have to start also doing, especially in, uh, in regions like North Central, is not just win the digital natives across the world for Google Cloud that's not going to get it done, we have to use that learning to go and tackle the traditional enterprise, but also net new logos, that's net right. new customers. And if that's going to be go
1: like Detroit, a
0: mantra. Right?
1: Like, yeah, like if you think about it, if you can win in Detroit, right, if you can like, if you can to help the autos digitally transform and take, take on their next innovation, next generation thinking yeah. and partner with them and you... And you win in auto the autos will talk to each other and other autos will come and so it is our ability to do that i think it's you know you know in so many years in selling in the enterprise i mean 25 years of doing that you know it comes down to people it comes down to culture companies want to align themselves to the company that aligns to their culture or can help them with their culture in ways but i think this ability to do choice um and what we're doing with our platforms on choice is yep. highly beneficial to customers right now and it allows them to to get the best of all worlds if that's what they want. Um, uh, our ability to do that with data and change the way they think about how data you know, I you know, I used to talk about it all the time. It's like, how do you get the insights? How you no, know, how do you transform your entire business with the data that you have? Um, is where we, we thrive. And so um, and then getting that language right, uh, knowing your customer, knowing their industry, and then being humble about it and saying, I don't know as much, but I've invested a lot here mm-hmm. in these things. How? Let me see if I can bring my smart tech people and your smart tech people, people together, but let's have an open, candid dialogue of what are you, try, what are you really trying to solve? Um, and those oh. are some of the great relationships we're for forming.
0: Well, we have a lot of work ahead of us. Um, 2020 has been... Uh, very, very challenging, but also I feel very blessed to be working in the industry. We're working together in partnership with Google cloud, cause we're in a position to help, right. And, um, and really show up for all of our customers continue to show up and help them innovate and, um, 2021 should be, you know, just as ex- exciting. I think the one thing that's certain is that we don't know what's going to happen. Right. And I think just helping our customers and our people be ready for anything is sort of the uh the calling card of 2021 I think.
1: Yeah, it's um I think we do know what's going to persist. Um this this working relationship this way actually works. Yeah. Uh we uh I wouldn't say it's funny, you know, you have conversations with your people, they're like we're we're, we're all effectively building partnerships this way. And getting things done this way i think we're a bit more fatigued than we ever have been uh probably in some cases almost doing twice as much as we did before yeah. um you know yes we can squeeze in 15 minute meetings people do miss the social interaction right there's there's something to be said yeah. about having a dinner with a customer or going to an executive briefing with a customer um but we do know that this 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 phenomenon is going to persist in a way that has changed the industry Uh, it's funny you know you know with the launch that we just launched with google workspace you know probably one of the most surprising things to me is I, you know i've again lived in this world in Mm -hmm. which you collaborate in a certain way and then you know you come to this world and They say, hey, listen, I go, okay, where am I supposed to store? What folder do I put this in? And they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) And I'm like, I need to find things or like, don't be in that document because I'm in that document and it'll it'll get messed up. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. sorts of things. But, you know, we have just some amazing platforms that fuel this world's ability to collaborate. And, um, you know, know, lots and lots of users of, of changing the way culturally they're trying to do things. And um, and it's our ability to connect with our customers and make sure we understand what they're trying to solve,
0: that's
1: and right. and uh, that's persistently what we're trying to do in the region with all of the new faces here. Totally.
0: Look, well, uh, Chicago has a, has a um, just as a market is near and dear to my heart because back back in the day doing a lot of EDU work, uh, Stacy, which is where I kind of yeah. the whole G Suite thing started with us and Google uh, deploying Chicago public schools. Yes, was like one of my favorite personal projects. And I think at the time, I'm pretty sure I project managed it myself back then. <laughs> but like putting six or 700,000 like students, not all in the best, you know, financial situation, giving them the best tools that like Colgate had. so cool. Uh, it was like the best. And I think it's just, it's just, you know, beginning of the seeding of the next generation of information workers as well, right? Like what do they expect when they come to work? Um, and I can't wait to partner with you more closely. I appreciate uh, you being on the podcast and I also appreciate you, um, taking the time to get to know Sada and and my team and and what we're going to bring to the table. We intend to be, uh, number one or number two in every region that we work. So we're going to continue to invest. That's one thing you'll see, like we're, we're actually never going away. So uh, (laughs) we'll just have more and more, more and more investment over time. And we're only going to do this in U.S. and Canada, so we're just very focused in in in, in our view of the world, and uh, and all we do is Google Cloud. And uh, thank you so much for choosing Google Cloud, coming on board. I think we're just scratching the surface of what we'll be able to do together in the years to come.
1: Well, Tony, thank you for having me on on your the podcast. I um I appreciate and Google appreciates the partnership for many of years that you've been persistent in, and and thank you for your persistence in the region and your investments. It's uh, it's partners like yourself that are really gonna help us drive the relationships we need to with our customers. Uh, and they're expecting us to come to the table with great people that can do this work. And so uh, thank you for the investments continuously and thanks for, for keeping North Central region at the top of your list here.
0: For sure, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show
1: notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.